Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Confession Pulse podcast. Um, it's been a few months since the debut episode, which came out in March. And uh, just a reminder for everyone uh, who is unfamiliar uh, with with the con- what the Confession Post is, it's a website, confessionpost.com, where people post uh, very personal sentiments anonymously. Uh, there are never names attached to it. And uh, so a lot of it's very personal stuff, um, a lot of things that perhaps people might even get in trouble for. But I've always been interested in, in hearing really personal anecdotes. And uh, I've also been fascinated with taboo behavior, the kinds of things that people admit on this site uh, can be pretty racy at times, but uh, that's what's fascinating about it. Um, And just a point that I should mention as well is that I did run the idea by the people who created the website, so I am doing it with permission. Um, As far as my background in podcasting, I am a producer now of... um, four podcasts so there's the human monsters podcast which is a true crime show and there's the trailer park boys fan federation podcast which is uh based on my my love of the tv show trailer park boys which is my favorite show um there's one called uh well there's the true crime news which is part of the human monsters podcast and then um I'm about to debut another show coming this week called Children of the Void, which is another true crime podcast that deals with the uh, deals with missing and murdered children. And uh, so that's what I do. I'm I'm a producer. It's all part of Leader One Podcast Network, of which this show is a part. And I'm going to introduce now my new co-host, Rosanna Children. Say hello, Rosanna Children. Hey. And. Hi. Uh, Oh. <laughs> Tell us about uh, you're uh, you're an artiste in your own right. Tell us about what do you do? Uh, well, first of all, I guess my main uh, my main career is uh, is tattooing, but I paint. I've been drawing. I write. Um, it's sort of a you know I have many outlets that sort of thing, and I also model. Um, uh, with the uh, tattoo community comes like a lot of uh, a lot of other avenues, so you get to see like a lot of the body mod community. So I've also checked out suspension and uh, well, shibari is not a part of that, but I find it more painful than that. So that's like it's more bondage, whatever. But yeah. um, the uh, the suspension community was awesome. Oh yeah, I saw a picture of you uh, in suspension once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it was. <laughs> there's a there's a few. I have a couple videos up too of. Is that painful? Yeah, it's painful. <laughs> but like I said, the shibari is worse. Like, I don't know. Like it it just depends on how everything's distributed, really. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, do you do a lot of piercing as well? Is that uh, no, I mean I have the option to learn, but I just uh, I wanted I wanted to focus on the art. Um, I wanted to focus on tattooing because I felt like that was like probably enough. It was uh, <laughs> it was a lot, but I in hindsight I would have at least taken a basic piercing course because of the people I've met along the way. Um, 
<clears throat> I could have actually taken that a little bit further. But uh, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. And um, what was I going to say? I don't know, I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> Tends to happen. All right. So, yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to go into uh, my first confession. Um, and uh, the title of this one was 20 Years with Something Missing. So I'm 19. In two months, I'll be 20 years old. I've yet to have my first kiss, let alone a date. I know that I shouldn't dwell on simply a number, but I'm terrified of turning 20 without ever having been in a relationship. I just want to have someone to wake up to, to hold hands with, to enjoy doing nothing with. I know love is out there for me. I just need to find out where. Do you think that society puts people under too much pressure to, you know, reach these uh, milestones by a certain age. Hell yeah. Totally. Like I, I, sorry. No, you <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I totally think that it happens because, like, you know, you see all these rom-coms. It's a lot of media, a lot of, like, saturation in that where, like, you know, all these, like, people, you know, get the first kiss and this and that at whatever age and, you know, they they think it's supposed to hit these marks and they're really disappointed when it doesn't. And sometimes it's important to, like, not put that much energy into it, you know? Like, you're, you're just, I don't know, it's like, it's the first kiss. Like, <laughs> like there's much more out there. <laughs> what they don't tell you is that actually a lot of those first experiences are disappointing anyway. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> disappointing full of like weird things that you're like oh my god i didn't think that would happen like you know mistakes like because i mean it's like your awkward teenage years you're not going to be like you know you're not going to be like smooth as hell like trying to you know like things are not going to go the way you think they do (laughs) well no because or you mentioned the rom-coms right or the uh you know or anything like basically they just keep driving home this point like it's magical it's yeah, oh, totally. And then you find out, like, it's it's really, it's two it's, bodies, and, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's almost mechanical, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, 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 there's, I mean, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't end there. And also, I don't, think, I don't think I've ever heard a woman tell a sto- the story of losing her virginity that was ever positive. No. read it. Hell no. (laughs) Everybody I know, it was just, like, really awkward. And, like, I mean, my own story was, like, not that great. Like, it wasn't until I had my second boyfriend that it was a little bit better, but it still wasn't great. (laughs) Yeah. And most of them them say they were too young when they did it. That's a common thing, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I I was too young. Like, I knew a lot about stuff, like, before. I feel like it was necessary, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think I just, that comes with, like, the age of, you know, back in the day. Because we learned from whomever. You know, like, yeah. sometimes you had a high school student telling you weird things, like, and you're just like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> and well, it's just like your brother's, like, or your sister's friend, like, whatever. And you're like, I don't know. I'm just going to go play. <laughs> well, today's, 
today's 12 and 13 year olds, they, they are very much advanced in that area. Like, I don't think any of the girls in my grade seven class were having sex, but today it's, I've heard some things like you read some, you read things on the internet too. And you're like, is this really what's happening? Like, like, are these, like, is this a thing? Like, are teenagers actually doing this? Like, yeah, I think, yeah, like blowjobs and stuff. I think like there's are- like actually a lot more way like promiscuous. But I mean, like I thought I was being kind of bad. But I mean, you also back then you had the stigma if the shit got out, you were a slut. So you, know, you had to like try to keep it down low <laughs> if you wanted to like, you know, like you're young, like whatever. Can you imagine Zero. how it must feel for some of these girls like when? It's on video, or there, there's like a. I know. Okay, so there's the whole high school, you know. On a more serious note, on that, like, there's been like it's escalated to the point where, like, you know, these like these kids like end up not not seeing graduation. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 really terrible. Like, you know, it's it's like a, you know, we're all kids. We want to have fun. And, you know, we all know how we were at that age. We were, like, hormonal as fuck, like... Yeah, yeah. And just, like, it it was, like, a time. And, like, to be treated that way was so much more harsh. It felt like you were gonna die, like, and... Like, yeah, like... I mean, I haven't had anything similar to that, because, thank God, we didn't have smartphones back then. Oh, fuck, I couldn't have had the... (laughs) cyberbullying that would have been the end of me I, I know enough, you know for being a weirdo but mm-hmm. to have them coming at you through facebook and shit i mean yeah did you oh do you do you ever did you ever hear about the story of this girl in nova scotia where retea yes that, yeah. that's her name yeah and she was like i think it was like yeah. these guys i don't know if it was that was i was alluding to that basically oh. like there's a whole like they do um there's a there was a tattoo like fundraiser thing for her and stuff like because like it was actually it, was, it is a big deal and it like it it was a shame really to hear about it like you know oh, she really, oh, yeah. got it really bad like but yeah yeah I wouldn't <laughs> want high school I wouldn't want to repeat the high school experience for anything. There's a lot of weird ass shit that happens out here, but I mean, it's a small town. Like wherever you're at, doesn't matter where you're at in in Nova Scotia. Halifax, like, looks is it looks like a big city. It, you know, seems like a big city, but it's not. Like, it's so not. So I live in Toronto. I know that Halifax is not a big city. No, yeah, Toronto. You can walk across the whole city in one day, basically. Oh, not- yeah. No, I used to be able to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not anymore, no. <laughs> that was an old person joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I actually probably still could. I know my way around here. I could probably do it, like, blackout drunk. No no problem, but... Yeah, yeah. And that's <laughs> that's why Halifax stays as big as it is. It's because secretly we're, we're all drinkers, and we just want to be able to get home. <laughs> Just eat a donair along the way. And yeah, yeah. You can always find yourself a donair. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's true. Friend. It's true. All right. 
So okay, back to this your though. First, uh, your <laughs> first uh, confession, yeah. Let's. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I should like. I think I was gonna go with uh, like. I found this one really intriguing. My mother, the prisoner office, prison officer. Um, I didn't think that I'd have to read the whole thing. Just hang on a second. Um, because it's it's actually really 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 long, but um, let me just get to the good stuff in here. Cause like, it's like part two. I don't even find part one. I don't know where that is. Well, uh, I knew. <laughs> I didn't look. I mean, <laughs> I was well, just so excited. But you could give us the gist of it, and then yeah. you get to the juicy part. Yeah. So I think he's saying that like, okay. Um, in the next couple of days, I'm due to officially be sentenced between 10 to 20 years in jail. And I have just found out that the prison where I will be serving my sentence is the same prison where my mother works as a prison guard. And she says that she will be escorting me from, from the courtroom with handcuffs on my wrists after I'm sentenced by the magistrate court judge. She says that I will be transferred to the jail in the back of the prison alongside the other prisoners, but my mother will be one of the guards in the prison. You know what? This might, like, now that I'm reading it again, it sounds like he might want to be, like, an author. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I'm willing to entertain that this is real. So, um, hang on. Let me just, like, go a little bit further here. Up. That's not so the de- he's getting into details that I'm like, well, that's not terribly necessary, but, yeah. um, so, um, I'm, he's, he's talking about going to the shower room. So I'm not, I'm wondering if maybe he's like, he's thinking that this is becoming like a hidden fantasy that his mom is going to be taking him in handcuffs or that he's just like maybe embarrassed that, you know, he could be, he's, you know, doing this in front of his mother because he did mention in detail that he's going to have to take a shower in front of her. So I don't know if it's like one of those things where it's like after all these years, like I'm going to have to like strip naked and give her all my things and like and do all this and basically submit to my mother. Is it like an embarrassing thing or is he discovering something like a BDSM kind of deal. Well, I wonder if the female guards would have to go into the showers. I'm wondering if they make an exception for them. Well, yeah, I mean, you'd have to switch out. Like, it's a little too personal, you know? Like, it can't be, like, I mean, and I don't know. It just seems a little, a little odd. Yeah. Like, um, I was intrigued by it. I skimmed it, like, real quick, and I was like, okay, this is a good one. This is a good one to touch on. But when I reread it, I was like, hmm, he's getting into unnecessary details. It might be a little bit interesting, because it's part two. So what was part one? Was he talking about his court deal and maybe his mom standing outside? Because she was, like, a court, I don't know, because she seems to be there for the whole thing. Well, I'm not sure. That could definitely cause problems for him in the sense that if anybody fucks with him, his mom's probably going to retaliate and Mm. then start making fun of him. What is your mom going to say? Yeah, exactly. There's that too, right? So, like, is it like, is it a thing where she 
has to, oh yeah she did mention in there that she has to treat him like a regular person so you know is that gonna get weirder like in terms of his psyche because yeah. i mean that's his own mom too well maybe yeah may, uh, you know ultimately it would be in his best interest not to to let anyone know about that um and maybe she'll oh, yeah have- he can't have to yeah he can't say anything about that he can't be that's my mom yeah, or, like, she, he can't let it slip be like, Mommy, no. <laughs> no yeah. She'll have to basically maybe go out of her way to to ensure that nobody thinks she's treating him special. Like, um, exactly. My cousin's it's going to be wife, weird. Yeah, my cousin's wife did that when she's now, she was an elementary school teacher and her son ended up in her class. And she was actually harder on him than she was with everybody else. So I guess maybe that's what this guy's mom's going to have to do, you know. Just to show he's not he's not uh, re- the recipient of any favoritism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you can't you can't show that. Plus it it like kinda you know they're gonna wonder why. Like Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um let's see. I guess that's probably it about that one. Okay, uh, my next one. I don't know. Yeah. The title was, the title was Flirting. So I was 16 oh, years yeah, old yeah. when this a girl in my one. school called me a slut for trying to steal her boyfriend, told her it wasn't my fault, I was sexier than her, uh, that only made her even madder, and knew it wasn't going to be the last of it. The next day I got pushed into a public park bathroom Force stripped and dragged outside in front of a crowd of students completely naked. All I could hear was girls yelling, exposer, pussy, and boys looking at me spread out on the ground saying, make her walk home naked. I guess I would have gotten them into trouble. And the reason I got my clothes back and knew I was so humiliated would never say a word about, uh, this is poorly written, uh, yeah. which, which was something <laughs> in school well you know like i did an episode of human monsters about bullying and it was yeah it was just about what teenagers and kids do and this actually sounds a lot like what they do i mean it's not it's not that far-fetched yeah no i mean we were just talking about the whole retea thing so like you know like it's it's not totally far-fetched and like and like, yeah, the whole like, I, I mean, I, I just can't believe how cruel people are these days, though. It's just bad. You know, well, like, as, as far as worrying that a girl's gonna steal your boyfriend, why is it? Oh man, boy is never mentioned. He never faces the music. He's they don't, they don't ever consider that he played a role too. That men typically approach yeah. women. He may have gone out of his way to uh, have sex with her. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like it's there's accountability on both ends for sure because like that's something that I found like as a woman like when you get older like it, it starts out like I've seen it start out that way where you kind of hold the girl responsible. But you're like wait like as you start dating more people, you realize oh no wait you know things work both ways because I mean like I've <laughs> 
I'm like, I'm not proud to say it, but I've stolen people's boyfriends. <laughs> you know, and like, it's not like it was. It ended up really well. Like, I've learned my lesson and stuff. And like, for real though, like, it's just like it takes a while. And girls like have this weird jealousy thing where like they should just have the bond right away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's like it's really not her fault. It's the guy's fault. And, those like... Guys, those guys end up cheating on you? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, except one. He was just fucking mental, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was only one that, like... He, like... He would always assume I was cheating. And I was like, I'm not even in a relationship with you. Uh. <laughs> well, you know, if someone can steal your boyfriend, maybe your relationship wasn't very strong in the first place, right? And this is one of the things with polyamory, too. Like, it kind of touches on that. It's like, but it's sort of like a, a slightly better sentiment where it's like, well, you know, if they are happier with this person, like, why not let them be, be happier with this person? You care for them, right? Like, it's, you know, it's probably for the better. Like, you know, they probably weren't for you. Right. Are, so, are you poly? Semi. Like, I, I, I've i actually been, like, delving a little bit more into, like, the reason why I've sort of done this in the last little bit. But uh, 2017, like, had a really, like, it was a it was a bad relationship. So after that, I, like, swore. I was like, no, I don't want, I need to get, I need to get me together. I want, I want that. And yeah. I, like, you know, want to just, like, you know, be free, and every person, <laughs> like, yeah. that I kind of, like, dig, well, not every person that I dig, but every person that I'm, like, kind of into in a way, or, like, you know, we gel at first, they, like, I don't know, it's, like, it's, like, a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of deal, almost, but, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and with the, aren't polyamorous situations, Aren't they difficult to manage? Like they can be rules and people break the rules. And yeah, I've seen people break the rules. Like I've actually been like sort of a part of the community more as a singular person than as a person in a relationship. Because prior to all this, I kind of like, I guess, yeah, I dated in like (laughs) as a few people's thirds. But I'm like, I'm a respectful person that way. I just I know it's like. We're going to get together. We're going to have some fun. And that's that, right? But you don't chase people. You know, I don't, uh, I don't chase people in those relationships. You know what I mean? If they want to, if they want to hang out, they want to hang out. I usually assume they discuss it with their partner. Most of the times I found out they have not, but, (laughs) But it is, like, that's not, like, it sounds kind of callous when I say it, but, like, as a third in your realm, you've done everything that you can, unless, like, that person is, like, actually a really good friend of yours. And, like, in those cases, I try to tell them, like, what's up, so. Well, yeah, well, it seems to me, like, it's a it's a mistake to start it as, a, like, a monogamous couple and then opening up. It seems yeah. like it's a bad way to go about it because you have to accept like what if they and one of the other people decide to like go away to a, one of their cottage for the weekend and they don't right. want you calling them. They don't want you to go along. Right. I mean, 
that that's something you have to be cool with and that might not that may be easier said than done right oh yeah totally like uh, there was a tv show i watched about it and they were constantly dealing with these tensions and um yeah it was just it just sound it seemed to me like it was more stressful than it's worth and it's a lot oh, harder. Yeah. it's it's not just not like well it I'll get, can be like it's just it depends on like what kind of people you're around because i mean you know there's some people like well it's like the monogamy like yeah the monogamy thing it's just like there's so many rules yeah. and in polyamory too there's like a lot of things like if you're not prepared for it it might seem a little much to you too because i mean not everybody is fully capable of like fully communicating you know that's a that's actually kind of a hard thing you know yeah, they're right. just like, oh, what is my partner going to think? Like, I don't want them to think that I'm ditching them to, like, you know, because, yeah. I mean, essentially you are going to, like, possibly go do that, you know? And when you consider how <laughs> but it, chemistry differs between different people, you may, there may be one person to whom you're most attracted, and maybe you two are, but you're drawn to each other more than either one of you is to the other people. And I think that tends to, be problematic right people don't oh yeah yeah. hence hence the couple going on the weekend at the cottage right so yeah 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 Yeah, you learn like new things all the time i mean that's life though like you're just like constantly learning new things like (laughs) i like the the like 20 year old things in here though back to the like first kiss one because like that was it, to me, it's endearing. It's like, honey, just wait. <laughs> I mean, don't wait. Like, just don't put too much stress on your first kiss. It'll happen. But like, it gets it gets better, more funnier, and like. <laughs> yeah, and it only gets it only gets magical if you're actually in love with the person. You know, like later yeah. on after you've yeah. kissed them a lot. But yeah, yeah. usually the first That's kiss. That's true. Yeah. I know I be- I I believe in magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It happens, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So we should probably go on to the next one here. Um I chose violate me. Oh, interesting. I am a 40 years old. Wait, I am yeah, I'm 40 years old. I'm husky, hairy and male. I am looking for guys who would enjoy forcing their I can't really speak this loud. Actually, I'm at my parents' house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is great. I kind of like it. It's a little bit more taboo this way. <laughs> um, enjoy forcing their cocks inside of me. I mm. prefer women, but I want a guy to force himself on me. I am open to trans women doing the same, but I don't see too many of them wanting this. To those who think I am sick, fuck you asshole <laughs> you're not into this this post ain't about you legal age only so i feel this guy is super serious which i love <laughs> well i don't think and also oh well, I'm, I'm not discounting anybody like i'm not discounting at all like i just like he's like he is he knows what he wants you know um so uh this this whole thing where he says i prefer women like he you know there's trans doms out there that could probably hook him up with something you know 
they they could hook him up with something fun. And, like, there's doms. There's anything. Like, you can, like, I mean, the avenues are out there. Actually, there's a place out here in Halifax, Citadel Hill. If he just, like, took a walk up there, he could totally find himself somebody. For sure. <laughs> and they're consensual. <laughs> oh, shit. Am I giving away where I'm at? Is this a bad thing? I shouldn't probably do that, should I? <laughs> I'm not actually in downtown, so that's good. But there there are places out here. He could just totally take a walk and find... Like, in Europe, there's restrooms. That, that'll happen. Like, you yeah. can totally make it happen. And you just gotta, you gotta know where to look. Well, I mean, you know, in terms of career options for trans women, sex work is actually a very common choice. It is, like, the best choice. They make so much money. They can, yeah. Totally. So much money. Like, they, like you got video, you got, oh, yeah. you got doming, you, like, there's whatever. Like, you can sell pictures. The OnlyFans is back up to the porn thing, which is awesome. You know, like, they, they were going to take it away, but too many people were like, no. So <laughs> they're keeping their explicit content. So there's that. And I'm sure, like, a lot of these people, like, you know, some of them do do, like, work off the side. Because, like, some sure. of them are actually sex workers. So, like, yeah. there's never a shortage for someone to take take a nice 40-year-old hairy man uh, aside and, you know, take him. <laughs> just, just really right. take him. Because, <laughs> uh, like, there's options. I think in their personal lives, it's a different story. Like, they... Trans women, they hate their penises. They don't. They some. Don't, they don't some want do, to yeah. Them. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure that there are. I mean, they don't all want to have the operation. Some of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, if you think about it, that's a fucking scary operation. I would have my reservations. Like, if, like, if it were me, I'd be like, oh, God, like, you know, what if something happens? And, like, what you know what if things go wrong you're always wondering that because like i mean there's a actually there's a little bit of a thing with the body mod community and so and i felt it like after doing a couple mods myself you go through it's almost like your uh your body kind of gets gets depleted of its serotonin and things because like you're you're when you get these mods done like say you get implants say you get um well even a tongue split will make you feel that way um other things like that um just they're bigger more like more uh intrusive mods they will deplete your body to the point where you go through a slight state of of depression afterwards yeah yeah. so you have to deal with the aftermath and it's really not that fun you almost need like somebody with you. <laughs> well, hormones have a huge effect on your your moods, right? Yeah, I know a few tra- uh, trans people myself, and like I've I've talked to them just sort of about that. Like it's sort of like a hangover is what we like equate it to, but it's like you know it's a surgery hangover, right? So it's it's very real, and like. Um, there's even a high suicide rate and um, people who mod and, and uh, trans. So, well, a few of them actually regret it. 
there's a mm. small engine, and that's got to be a nightmare. Oh, man, no, I had a quick moment <laughs> with yeah. one of mine. I was just like, oh, why did I do this? And it was my ears, like, but I, like, I love them. Like, it was just, like, one of those quick quick flashes in the pan. But I already knew I was going to kind of do it. It was just, like, my body kind of betrayed me into that feeling because you just, like, you know. It's weird how the body reacts to these things. It is like, yeah. but there's a there's a reaction, and it's like one of those things I feel needs to get like treated. But that's off the. Uh, I mean, you know the uh, the female to male procedure for trans men costs eight hundred thousand dollars, and it takes like three or four days. Yeah, female wait female to male. Yeah, like, like yeah, uh, it's insane actually. Like, I looked at it, um, I, like, it's, it's insane what they do with your muscles. Like, I can't believe what science can do. It's actually kind of amazing, but, like, I can't believe what you would feel like after that. Because, like, you're taking all these muscles, you're deconstructing them, and you're reconstructing them into something else. So, like, your body would just feel like, it got ran over by like several trucks. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like uh, the uh, person now known as Elliot Page. They, yes. She. I didn't know how that. I love this transformation, actually. I didn't know he They're went. They're awesome. But he had uh, all the breast tissue removed and. Yeah. And uh, but at the same time, uh, his acting career is over because. You're not going to be able to buy her playing a man in a movie. Like she, she's not going to be able. To, he's not going to be able to sell it. And all of a sudden, yeah, I mean, to a degree. And, be, and if you offer her female role, is she going to be offended? You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I mean, there, there is like, there's that, but I mean, it is Hollywood, and like Hollywood does have its own little hangups, but there's also a really strong like LGBTQ community, like they're probably like have something decent going with, like, the L word or, like, I mean, that's just throwing something out there, like, um, without without thinking, really. <laughs> but, like, there's, like, there's other avenues. Um, there's even, like, that, uh, I think there's an LGBTQ TV channel that, you know, could be a, a really good avenue as well. Man, I was watching TV the other day, and I didn't realize that there's, like, Drew Barrymore has a motherfucking show. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know that. I couldn't watch it. I love her, but, like, I couldn't. <laughs> her voice was... And it just got to me a little bit. Oh, like, because it's so kind of... It's almost like an Oprah show. Like, it's so mainstream or something like that. I don't know. Like, I wanted more for her, I think. But, like, yeah, oh. no. I just couldn't. Well, I remember like, in the 90s, she kind of became almost a counterculture person, like... Yeah, run. She seemed to embrace that, but since then she kind of seemed to have abandoned that whole pursuit, I guess. Yeah. And well, I mean, I certainly grew up with her because, you know, she's two years older than me, and I loved E.T. and stuff. Yeah, E.T. Yeah, that's uh, you know, like after that, she was like eleven when she started like partying with like yeah all yeah. these people and like oh, fucking eight. doing drugs. Like what the fuck? Oh, I think she was. Years. I think she may have been like nine or ten. She yeah, was, she was really young. Well, I mean, look mom, at Brooke Shields too, right? Well, her mother was. I think her mother let her do it, which is just. I know. Movie. Same with Brooke Shields. 
<laughs> like, who are these people? What are you doing with your children? Yeah, I know it's, it's going to make you money, but that's gross. Stop it. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Uh, <laughs> my, next one, my next one's actually kind of uh, uh, keeping in line with the whole LGBT issues here. Yeah. Uh, so this starts, the title is My BFF. So I am in love with my best friend. This is a woman, by the way. She was attracted to me, so we made out. She grabbed my uh, my butt, and we were really going at it. She started grinding on me, and I was in heaven. I asked the next day to be my girlfriend, and she told me she wanted men. I'm bi. She's not. She said no, and she won't let me forget it. All I want is one last kiss, but she won't let me have it. I want to get over her, but I can't. I need help. I mean, this is... How old is she? Uh, I didn't say how old she was, but I'm... I, I would she assume was, she's younger. Yeah. I yeah. mean, hasn't there been a lot of tensions between bisexuals and... Oh, yeah. Lesbians? Man. Because of this kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've, like, growing up, I've always, like, I've had crushes on my... Like, I was just discovering all that shit for myself, right? Like... I've had crushes on all kinds of people, and, like, you, like, you hit on the wrong people, and then it's all ruined, like, (laughs) oh, yeah, like, I get, you get, like, so, like, shy, and you're, like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do around, like, girls at all, like, I don't, (laughs) it's just one of those things, it's so weird, like, I can approach, like, any dude and talk to him just freely, but, like, I'm the most awkward piece of shit when it comes to a girl, and I hate myself for it. So, like, I understand this girl. Like, yeah, I'm, like that. I'm like that with guys. I'm awkward with men. But yeah. It's women, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, you know it's easier. Like, there's an easier flow with certain people. But, like, when it comes to your same sex, it's, like, almost like you feel like you're going to get judged real bad. You know? like Yeah. <laughs> like, what are they thinking of me right now? Oh, they think I'm a weirdo. I'm never going to ever have this, like, chance with them again. I better fucking, like, just, like, you know, cut it, like, cut it off so it's, like, you know, maybe there's an opening later and I didn't fuck things up too too badly, you know? like. <laughs> And haven't a lot of um, uh, gays and lesbians been burned by bisexual people? Like some woman dates a woman for a while, but then she misses being with a guy. So she breaks up with the woman. Like, I think that's happened quite a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've, uh, I have yet to have a serious relationship with a chick. And I, honestly, I want that. But, like, it just never really worked out. And I've always been super, like awkward with chicks <laughs> you know and they're almost but, uh, seems to be like a bisexual bandwagon as well where, yeah yeah you know, oh totally and i mean there's bisexual and there's pansexual too so yeah. it's like when i was growing up it was like always bisexual and it was kind of more all-encompassing than what it seems to be right now because pansexual is like the sort of more all-encompassing kind of like by version of bisexuality where it's like basically attracted to the person's spirit like it doesn't matter if they're trans or like or um you know male female or whatever the shit you know like it's kind of an all-over spectrum and my myself like 
I mean, I growing up, there wasn't very many trans people around me, but I wasn't blind to the fact that this wasn't a thing, right? So, but yeah. still, like, I just kind of never really entertained it. And then I, like, really got, like, into, as, like, I got older, I got into the LGBTQ community and, like, really, like, you know, I, like, and just people, actually, the polyamory community was, like, more solely responsible in terms of, like, just, like, people's auras and people's energy. And you're just, like, oh, my God. I just, like, I actually want to, like, like, not only do I want to, like, have, like, I want to pick your brain, but I also want to fucking scissor you, like, crazy. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. shit like that, you know, or whatever the equivalent is, like, on the other side of that. It's like, I just want to fucking mash tacos, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, make out with you and caress your, like, soft body. Anyway. And I'd like shit, to. Walk- I'm talking really loud. I gotta stop doing that. Like,. <laughs> They're probably, I feel, I have extended family down, and I feel like they're listening. <laughs> they don't, they don't talk about scissoring that much? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, as far as polyamory goes, like, see, I would, I could never be comfortable participating in an orgy in group sex, but I, I want to be asked to participate yeah the invitation's nice or like a good good old keys party where everybody knows who's coming kind of thing and you're just like okay we're all okay with each other so like whoever we get we're good like you know like it's a safe like sort of community i'm telling you bc bc is the place for like that i like well it's not like the keys thing but like i like i've been i was like kind of i ended up in like a very hippie kind of community and like i went to this sort of like it was a three like a couple day festival kind of thing where there's like a hot tub and like you know djs and stuff like that it was actually really cool it's like very hippie very like open and free and like people are basically like you know they wanted if they wanted to play with you they would like you know you'd basically ask like if you had a partner and yeah and it just like it was interesting it was a very very interesting community but i'm telling you like bc is like i'm t- that is the place to get to know that sort of deal yeah. i like i've yeah. been to parties where like people were doing basically all of that and it was like it was a good time very safe though <laughs> Yeah, consensual, safe, all of that. Yeah. Like that's important, dude. Yes. Okay, so what's your next confession? Mm. Shoot, I suppose I should bring that up. Okay. I don't think I had it. Okay. Um. Let's see. Um. I think I'll go to like. I'm going to save some of the better ones for, like, just, a, a, like, you know, after this, because, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no did, oh, okay, I got to rephrase that, because I'm not saying any of these are bad or good or nothing, like, I'm not giving you guys, like, one star, five stars for what you guys do, this is not, this is not how this goes. Well, the challenging uh, thing. There's juicy ones that I, like, I like to talk about, and then. 
there's ones that I want to talk about for other reasons. Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. What I'm trying to say. So it's challenging um, to find ones that are not about sex. You have to really sift through quite a bit. Of yeah. Okay. So I'm going with I had to kick his cheating ass out. Um, this person was with this person for a fair amount of time and discovered that uh, they were uh, this person was cheating. Obviously, you can see all the red signs because she's basically like um, stating that, you know, she goes to visit him on his birthday and he is on the phone, not really paying attention. He's like, you know, probably about at best 10 percent like there and, you know, in his phone, like a good fucking 90 percent of the time. And so she basically finds out that. This guy was cheating on her, um, and she's very happy that it is over, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of words here, so I'm just trying to kind of summarize it because, let's see, um, She's talking about going into his phone and stuff, which I don't agree with. If you have a phone, like, you guys, like, honestly, we're all adults here. Like, you should be able to, like, share whatever the hell you have in your phone. Because if you're not being a dick, there's you're hiding something. And that's okay. Like, you know, that is, you know, probably your first red flag. You know, like. The only thing I'm hiding is politically incorrect humor on my Yeah. I mean, I've got some, maybe, like, you know, some of that. Some, yeah. I mean, probably mostly that. I'm not going to get into, like. <laughs> I'm not going to get into a of cancel culture going on. No. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, like, the, the cheating thing, honestly, like, you find that out, you just ditch them, like. Easy as that, like, and honestly, like, we're at a time now where we should all be communicating, and you shouldn't have to go through each other's phones to find the shit out, because, like, really, like, come on, you know, like, to me, it's almost the equivalent of looking under your parents' bed as a kid yeah. for Santa's presence, you know, like, seriously, just, like, stop it, like... Well, we like we're supposed to have our own lives and whatnot and be able to trust each other. Listen, and like, yeah, no, go if ahead. You trust them, if you don't trust them, then it's pretty much over, you know. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's trust hard. is trust, communication, and also um, there's one more. There's one more. Um, anyway, trust and communication two major things with relationships. You need those. In order to actually move forward. You know, and if you don't have that, then you're not going to, you are not going to go anywhere. No, exactly. And uh, so, yeah, she's probably, she's never going to get o- get over that insecurity because. Yeah. Even if, and, it, if he could prove to her he never cheated, it probably wouldn't, it probably still wouldn't be enough for her. She probably right. would still pursue that, uh, you know probably be persistent about it and it'll just uh, eat away at the relationship so 
Yeah, and I mean, there's also her own issues, too. Like, sometimes, like, you have issues going forward. Like, I mean, not just because of that guy. Maybe she had issues prior, but um, it just perpetuates things. Like, you know, after a bit, you have to, like, kind of start looking at it and treating it, too, right? And not letting it, like, fuck up your other relationships. Well, yeah, like, that's the thing, because... A lot of people decide, well, you know, everyone else is going to pay for this. I know. It's like, well, you know. Yeah, I didn't trust these five people and, like, all these other people that are, like, to come, you know, like, next on the horizon. They're the, we're, we're not going to trust them either, you know, until they, like, you know, can move the sun and the mountains and shit. And it's like, that's not the attitude to have, man. Like, you know, like, you got to be able to, like know that there's fucking bad people in the world and sometimes like we have a real bad run with people <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like yeah. you know maybe like that guy was shit and the last guy was shit the next guy might not be shit so don't write him off you know <laughs> yeah I mean, don't, don't just boss don't just create a whole campaign of alienation from the game. yeah or the i hate men thing it's like no shit man don't well i think a lot men. just hate humans well yeah <laughs> But a lot of the women who feel that way have terrible taste in men. They keep dating the same douchebags over and over, and they think all men are like that, but they're not. You know? Right. Yeah. So I'll read my next one. Uh, the title is What's the Point? Every guy I've ever come across only sees me as a sex object. I always refuse to give them what they want, and yet – they still just want to get in my pants. It's been making me feel so crappy about myself. Like I'm not good enough even though they give me all sorts of compliments. It makes me wonder if I should just give up on love and humanity and just become a real sex object, like an escort. At least then I'd get paid for feeling like shit. Who would care? Well, I would say she's going to feel even more like shit if she does that for a living. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, yeah, there's a certain degree of, like, okay, like, it depends on, like, what your outlook is. Are you a glass half full or glass half empty kind of person? Well, do you feel like people, like men particularly, uh, just cannot see past your exterior that... Sometimes, yeah. Um, I mean, like, uh, I'm not going to get into, like, too much of, like my my personal stuff just yet but like yeah but yeah like i i know a little bit about like what she's talking about like and there is a certain like it just it really depends on your outlook and i don't feel with like an outlook if you have a glass half empty kind of outlook you're not going to come out of being a sex worker very well but if you have a glass half full outlook then you will but it's just you know, like she, it seems like maybe that's that's a depression thing, cause like yeah. you know, it, it's you know, it's more of a like like I I get it. There's a frustration sometimes, cause you're just like I I know I'm more than this. <laughs> you know, I'm just I know yeah. I'm more than this. I'm more than this like simple thing that like that. I feel, and, like, it's really frustrating that no one's, like, really taking the time to see it, you know? And then, you know, that's, like, that could be probably part of her thing, you know? Because I... 
I feel it sometimes, but. Well, women who uh, are like very intelligent, highly educated, like like maybe they have a Ph.D., one thing they struggle with relationships a lot because they want that to be valued as well as their looks. But the men, you know, if, if they're if they're really good looking, the men just don't care. And uh, so that that's something that that really uh, vexes them quite a bit. That just these men don't give a shit about what they've accomplished. It's all about what they look like. Yeah. No, I mean, in, in, a, in a way, we all kind of want that pat in the back, though. Like. Yeah, it's true. As human beings, it's like, you know, this is what I did. Like, I'm pretty proud of this. And, like, you know, you want to be seen in more than just, like, a simple, basic version of yourself, right? So, like... Well, I mean, well, do you get frustrated? Like, say you meet, like, guys you're not attracted to, but they're cool, and you could see yourself uh, being friends, and you like to be friends, but... They're just so hung up on how, the way you look and wanting to sleep with you that I've had a couple like I mean, but I mean, it's it's been kind of weirdly presented and it's in a way where it's like those guys just like don't seem to like really totally respect me in the way that I feel like. Yeah. You know, they still like I don't know. It's like. <sighs> But then again, it's like it could be just like my friends because it's like I do like kind of seedy people myself. Like I'm I don't see myself as like a golden child of any sorts. But, you know, I'm I feel I'm smart enough. I'm good enough. And God, no, um, I was getting into the Stuart Smiley thing there. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but uh but I mean, like it's it's just more or less like you know everybody kind of want to feel they want to feel that way they want they want that and um, aside from that like um yeah it's just, it is frustrating it's like you know like we could be so cool we could just like chill if you didn't want to just he wanted like if you could just keep your wiener out of the equation for a second <laughs> but. You also have to understand that it's like this is not something that you can control yourself because it's like you can't help how someone feels about you because it's how they feel about you. Yeah. You know, like it's it's not something that you've really tried to like, you know, change. I mean, like, yeah, you can try to change it, but do you really want to? Actually, this reminds me of... uh of an episode of uh, My Name is Earl. And um, it was the bigger dude and, like, the the maid. And she, like, she found out that he liked her. And she did everything that she could to try and drive him away. But after the whole day of doing that, she was like, oh, my God. He, like, I did all of these things. I made myself super disgusting. And he's still here. And she, like, fell in love with him, right? Like, it was <laughs> it was one of those episodes that I, I just, like, it resonated with me. And it's, like, it doesn't, like, that's the thing. Like, you know, it's a, it's a weird fucking, like, dilemma, like, what this love and feelings thing is. Because, like, you can't choose who loves you. Yeah. But, like, sometimes they're just, like, 
that person will love you like a fucking puppy loves like anyone, you know? Like it's it's weird. But uh yeah. I mean it's- like there's not much that you can do about it though. Like this is how other people feel. So like I guess the best way to like back to your thing is to probably go like like maybe not feel like a piece of shit, you know, about it. Because like I know it sucks, but there's better out there. Like there's always better. Well, maybe she should give, like, men, like, a probationary period, like, no sex. For... Yeah, yeah, probationary periods are good. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I was thinking about, because I had this theory about the friend zone, right? Because it's occurred to me, maybe it's not a matter of having had an opportunity and, and blown it. I think, more likely, the girl never had those kinds of feelings for the guy in the first place. She just wanted to be friends. Right, like, yeah. I, I, I can feel that. Yeah, like I have I've had experiences where I didn't make a move and instead of the girl becoming friends with me, she just she got kind of annoyed with me. She I guess oh. felt <laughs> you know? Yeah, it could go that way too. It's like, well what's wrong with you? Aren't I pretty enough? Like <laughs> yeah, so, you like me? <laughs> yeah, I think that's more like the result of uh yeah, not doing it properly you know screwing up but well hey we're all awkward i'm fucking awkward like i like honestly like like i would have made up with way more girls than i have in my time if i probably wasn't so fucking awkward but i haven't Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i might even had a girlfriend but i'm awkward (laughs) are there gay bars or lesbian bars in halifax uh like we have gay nights right like um it's actually a really great gay community out here um i'm really good friends with a lot of drag queens (laughs) and um and also um let's see like yeah um our tattoo convention is also like lgbq um the woman that runs it um she is a lesbian and she's really awesome um so yeah there's like a lot of uh there's a lot like it's very accepted out here but it's still like also like there's still a couple like you know there's hiccups here and that is like there's a lot of backwoods characters like it's a it's a it's a peninsula with a lot of woods and a valley and things like that so for the most part, what we have is a lot of artists and a lot of uh, a wicked gay community. But there are still some people that aren't very friendly towards all that. So, oh, I'm sure there are. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's a it's a thing, but it's also um, <clears throat> it's kind of like uh, it's similar to like sort of um, Victoria Island, I think. Is it Victoria yeah. Island? It's similar, not exact. Like Victoria Island has way more money, I feel, (laughs) (laughs) or something. (laughs) Like Vancouver, yeah, whatever. The Victor, like Vancouver Island, Victoria. I keep doing that, man. Island, isn't it? Yeah, I don't even know. (laughs) I've been corrected several times since like my uncle Brian has been down, and I still can't get it right. Yeah. Okay, so what's your next one? Your next question. Okay, let's get to a spicy, spicy one. I'm going to open my phone again here. Oh, no, I was going to do... Okay, this one first. 
<clears throat> it's not the spicy, spicy one. Um, but I am neutral about freckles and dimples. I get, uh, it gets on my nerves. I myself have dimples and might have freckles. I don't know, but I don't care if someone has freckles or dimples. I don't think they're cute or quirky or ugly. People always talk about how sexy freckles and dimples are, but I hate acne and cleft chins. I don't see the big hype. <laughs> well, um, I love cleft chins because um, Bruce Campbell, love that man, and also Rose McGowan. She's got a cute little cleft chin. Um, Debbie Mazar, they're super cute. And acne, I got acne. I hate my acne, too. So I'm with you on that. And uh, I see the hype. I actually tattooed freckles on my face recently, and they made me look younger. So they're pretty dope, I, I think. <laughs> That's in my personal opinion. I didn't know anybody did that. Uh, yeah, you can. You can. You just have to go to the right people because nobody, like, you can't just, like, go to, uh, I guess, any tattoo artist and get that done. You want to get somebody who's going to be like, okay, we're going to make them look like freckles and not dots on your face, you know? Like, yeah. you, you have to have specifics. Like, somebody who's a little bit more makeup-oriented to, to do that. Yeah, I knew about uh, tattoo makeup. Like, my mother had her yeah. tattoo eyeliner done. Mm. That sure shit hurts. Eyeliner, sure. eyeliner and eyebrows, like, there's places there where, like, it hits nerves and stuff, and you can get blowouts, you can get blowouts along the corner of your eye, yeah. um, outside, like, towards your temple, that corner, you can get blowouts there, and you can get blowouts near your tear duct. Goddamn. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, eyeball tattoos, did you ever do that? Okay, so I helped my friend Russ with them, and uh, he, like, I, I helped him do a couple of sets. One guy got red in his eyes, and the first guy I helped him do got black, and he was actually on, uh, he was featured in the news in Montreal. Um, he was victim of a, of a, of a hate crime a few years back. But yeah, yeah. Some of like, like the there's a lot of a lot of weird things happening with people. You know what I mean? Like they just don't like people who are different. So goes with the trans and the body mod community. We're all the same. So anyway, um, so this guy, I held the eyes open, and I like this is the first time I've seen it. You don't actually use a, a tattoo machine; you use a syringe, and the syringe is just slightly bent a little bit, and you slightly like inject a little bit of ink underneath the uh, membrane, and then it just like it kind of sits in a pocket for a few minutes, and then slowly distributes throughout the eye, and then covers like you just have to hit a few area so you're probably hitting it about three times so like like twice on the outer bit and like maybe on once on the inner bit maybe another additional time like on the inside but yeah um you have to keep your eyes open for that and uh it is an interesting process i loved the fuck out of watching it 
It was cool. You could see the membrane like pull up, like it was really cool. I'm, I never thought I would love to see an eyeball get fucked with like that, but <laughs> seems to me like maybe just get some goddamn contacts, you know, just he could get scoleras, scoleral, scoleral, um, like the Hellraiser eyes. Oh yeah, you know, the full like the full black, and you can get them probably any color. Oh yeah, so. like like West Borland wears, yeah. Yeah, yeah, West Borland. How Man, much? How much, how much do you charge for uh, eyeballs? I have no idea how much they go for. I couldn't tell you, but I am gonna like pump my friend's name, Russ Fox. He does them, and he basically, I guess it it kind of depends on. Um, you know, cost of things right now because yeah, yeah. it is after COVID and things have gone up in price. Our, the price of gloves have like tripled. So yeah. now it's it's a little different. Like we used to pay about ten bucks a box for these gloves and like you know, tattoo artists, piercers, all body mod people, we all use these and you know, you go through a fair amount of them trying to be clean and all of that. So you know, going through a box of gloves means you're spending like, you know, triple the amount that you used to. Uh, sure. Fucking, it well, sucks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Krista Andrews, uh, she's the lady who owns the shop where Rosanna works. Yeah. She, she posted this thing on Instagram. It was a, it was like a receipt for the tattoo supplies that she has to mm. buy a month, and it, it was like eighteen or nineteen hundred bucks. And she, she wrote a. People wonder why tattoos are so expensive. Well, here's yeah. why. Because they cost. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's no yeah. joke. It ain't no joke. And same with the body mods, you know? Like, if you want it done right, you have to pay for it. And, like, now, unfortunately, because we have a, we've had a pandemic, and for some reason somebody decided gloves were going to be $30 a box, up to, like, I've heard of one person... She paid fifty dollars for a box that she needed to like to do her job. Are these just dollars? These just garden variety latex gloves? No, they're they're uh, vinyl gloves. Vinyl. Um, yeah, vinyl. Um, vinyl is the like specific. That's what we have to use. Like that's oh. what we should use because people have latex allergies, right? So. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, per box, it's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, like and, uh, so anybody with a medical fetish is like, yeah, really yeah. like butt hurt right now. <laughs> well, by the way, Rosanna doesn't do swastikas. If no, I've only done one in my life, but I was actually on an uh, an East Indian man, and it was like with a like it was proper. Oh, was so it the first one, because I know that re- yeah, it, re- it started. It originated as a a symbol of peace in India, and it was. The other way around, the Nazis reversed the symbol and made it about war or whatever. So, yeah. It's against the law, though. No white power tattoos. So, all right, I'm going to do my last confession. Um, Yeah. The title is The Kiss. I have a handful of guy friends. My husband knows about them, but he doesn't know that I like to greet them with kisses on the lips often. They are always too. I don't do anything else physical with them. I would never cheat. It's just nice to have a little kiss with a little tongue. Not all guys <laughs> the same. 
and it's just nice and friendly, really much nicer than a hug. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's, that's... No, it's not really kosher, but I do enjoy what she's laying down. <laughs> yeah. she should, uh... You know, like, that's not a bad idea. It's a really not a bad idea. I mean, I'm like, okay. No, that would be fun, but, like, she's with somebody. Yeah. And she yeah, so that's not good. That was almost like the, like, panties one that I almost picked. Yeah. Like, yeah. it almost, like, goes, like, side by side with that, like... It's like, oh, you know, like, I decided to not wear panties, but, like, I show people. It's like, no. Like, you know, no, no. (laughs) Nay, nay. You don't do that. (laughs) Like, I mean, I get it. Like, there's a lot of voyeurism kind of excitement that comes along with it, right? Like, but, I mean, that is, like, that's a physical touch. Yeah. It's an intimate thing that you just did that, you, you know, now you're making out with everybody basically <laughs> ex who was still friends with her her exes and she would greet them with a kiss on the lips and i remember that didn't i didn't like that at all that was didn't didn't care for that i mean there was no tongue but yeah there were kisses on the lips and i can be jealous sometimes so yeah yeah no i feel that <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And did you did you have one more? Um. Well, I mean, I kind of mentioned that panty one, so I may as well talk about that. I didn't yeah. show you that one though. Like, I, didn't, I don't think I. I was gonna do that kidnapping one. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Um. I guess we'll go with the original plan, and we'll probably end up talking about that. Well, we already talked about the panty one, so it's it's good. We're good. So I'll go yep. back to that. One sec. Open it. There's a whole market for women who could make money by selling their used panties. Exactly. Yeah. Like. <laughs> make so money. she's like missing out on making money. Like it's the only panties or some shit, you know. Um. Yeah. OnlyFans is about to shut down, so. They, you know, they're getting rid of the porn, so they'll No, be... but they, they decided not. Did you see that? Oh, they, oh, they changed their minds. Eh? Yeah, they did. They went back. Yeah. yeah. There was even a, a whole article with a, a chick from here, from Halifax. Like, that was like, she was pissed about it because she was actually making a fair amount of money. And I guess she was, like, making a good amount of money. Like... <laughs> Well, I had no idea. Like I didn't really know know her. Like I, I know I probably met her. Um, I have a lot of those. I probably met them kind of people on my Facebook, and um, it's hard to tell whom I've probably met and whom I haven't met. So <laughs> um, this one, anyway, she she yeah. uh, was featured in our paper, and and uh, she she did OnlyFans and. You know, got a whole, like, spread on there, and, like, day or two later, I hear that stuff is back up. They're not taking it down. So, well, I'm I'm happy, because like, well, that's Gina, a lot of people's income. Gina Harrison, who plays uh, Trinity on Trailer Park Boys, she has one. Oh, and, good. Yeah, she doesn't, um, she probably doesn't get residuals from the show. She doesn't have any ownership, so, like, that show just... It pays her when she's actually, like, working on it. 
Yeah. Besides that, you know, she has to find another gig. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's what she's been doing. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's nude on it, though. I think it's just like boudoir photography, like lingerie, shit like that. Your modeling, yeah. by the way, is very different because, see, with your modeling, I, I get the feeling like this is a really, this is a really artistic expression, whereas on the cover of Vogue, it isn't. It just seems empty somehow it's just but i mean i feel like you're making a statement with your modeling oh yeah yeah no uh i mean some of it yeah some of it i'm just like i try to like kind of work the background that i'm given as well and like sort of fit like not necessarily fit the style of the photographer but also like kind of i don't know it's like you're you're trying to do that and bring something to the table as well. Like, kind of, I don't know, change it a bit. You know, like, because, um, I mean, I usually choose photographers that um, I, like, I like their 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 work. And they're more fetishy. They're um, maybe, like, um, we have, like, a good chemistry. Um, there's actually a, a guy that well, he's one of my favorites from um, Oshawa. His name is Anthony Randall, and he um, he shoots for Playboy now. Really? So yeah, yeah. So I'm like <laughs> super happy for him. You know, like like we shot a lot. Like we did a lot of shoots, and like he like he taught me as well as I taught him. Yeah. Which yeah. was really cool. Like I mean, and I mean. Now, to be able to say that, you know, this guy is, like, you know, he's shooting for Playboy, that's, like, it's pretty yeah. amazing. So, anyway. Work for them, that's for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, um, I was supposed to read my last thing. Yeah, okay, go for it. <laughs> Rape and kidnapping. I want to be re- I want to be kidnapped and raped by a male... And it's not a fantasy. It's the truth. I'm not bad or evil because of that. I'm just weird. I think differently. I want to be desired by a male, and I've always wanted male attention. I never got females. Always complain that complain they get male attention, and I'm a female that doesn't. Uh, that's what they wrote. So, um, sorry about their bad English, but. Um, if not bad English, but that's what I'm reading. Anyway, um, this is not an uncommon thing. And no. like no. a lot of people get shit on, especially from like, um, you know, really ultra sensitive types that like have been through some things. And it's like, it's fine. Like, you know, sometimes these things are like really like there's a lot to unpack with it. So, you know, all that aside, like. Um, you know, you just kind of like, you know, the, the unpacking part, like that, that's like sort of like a personal deal because like, there's always going to be sort of like these BDSM type fantasies. Like I, I categorize this in that because it's kind of like that, you know, um, you can always arrange like with somebody that you trust to do something like this. And be like, 
women who are into that, like submissive, like aren't the majority of them? I would say, or a switch, you know, they're into both things. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's true. But yeah, I think that's probably, well, I mean, you know, I don't think most women want to be dominant in the bedroom, right? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's kind of like, see, like, I want to touch on this a little bit because of, like, I mean, I have my own reservations. Like, I've been in some really touchy uh, situations with a partner where it has been almost, like, rape-ish. But I still have those fantasies, but, like, not with, not with him. Just, like, with somebody who I could, you know, I can trust and be, like, you know, okay, like, you have these days out of the week, um, around these times, you can, like, totally do this thing, and, you know, it'll be okay, you know, like, this is what consents, like, or consensual yeah. stuff, like, kind of comes into play, like, you, you need that when it comes to something like this, because, like, sometimes you'll get fucked up to the point where it's like, oh, shit, I actually may have been through something like more serious than what I wanted to be through you know so you have to be like really careful about these things set up safe words and all that kind of stuff well sort of safe words you know like you you just make sure that whoever you're doing it with is not going to kill you (laughs) that's that's important (laughs) like don't get killed just don't get killed don't get killed like those people who like incorporate knives, you know, that's definitely a thing where you got to set boundaries. You know, that could go wrong very easily. Yeah. yeah. Or like my ex and I made an agreement to uh, engage in necrophiliac role play. So just got to st- establish, be- you know, boundaries and ground rules for that where they have to be, they can't be dead for real. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there are some horror stories with the BDSM community, especially, like, the this is where I heard it. Like, there was a course that I took on asphyxiation, right? So, like, yeah, it was a course. Okay, so in Edmonton, they have, like, things like, uh, the, sort of like a, it's like a tattoo convention where you take courses in, like, BDSM things, um, they set them up throughout the whole weekend, and, like, at night, there's dungeon play, right? So, like, you have, like, access to, like, all kinds of things that you can, you know, do with your partner, and, uh, but, like I said, during the day, you get to, like, learn stuff. So, uh, the asphyxiation thing, um, that's where I heard about some death stories and like i was like oh my god like these are fucking brutal you think you're gonna have a fucking good time but then you wake up dead <laughs> good yeah like, what the fuck like no <laughs> but it happens this is why we communicate this is why we don't do stupid shit you know like you have to be clear and safe with everything you do and that's like totally on the kidnapping tip you have to be safe be safe 
Because you might end up, you might wake up dead, just like Scary Movie Four. He says, "I I woke up dead." <laughs> yeah, I woke up dead. <laughs> I was like, "How do you wake up dead?" Uh, I woke up dead. Yeah, no, it happens. You wake up dead. <laughs> yeah, somebody wrote a song called "Woke Up Dead." I can't remember who it was. Oh, that's okay. I need to look that up. <laughs> it's like uh, I think it may be a metal song. I'm not I just can't remember who recorded it but nice <laughs> i think it was probably term probably recorded in the era where metal bands were talking about like terminating people's souls yeah yeah <laughs> that, like the death metal era you know like that's like i will eat your soul yeah yeah Shit like that like that i will eat oh man i had this one uh death metal cd i found in the parking lot of high school, it was Deathmeister, 1995, and it had some sick, it had Cannibal Corpse, Corpse on there, and there was a song, I'm pretty sure it was by Cannibal, Cannibal Corpse, I Will Eat Your Soul, or something like that, or like, yeah, that whole CD, like, it was definitely a formative year, like, I, 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 I loved it, <laughs> I don't know who left it there, because no one really, what's that? There was so much death metal for a while there. Oh man, well I oh, mean like bands, you know. Uh, what was it? Um, not Cable Corpse, the other one like shit, the one with Danny Filth, Cradle of Filth. Cradle of Filth, yeah. That's a classic, right? Yeah. They have a movie. I haven't seen that movie yet, but that movie is apparently pretty like pretty good buddy like one of the it's all the band members and one of them actually like eats a bunch of condiments and stuff and and like pukes for real yeah like i seen a thing on it (laughs) when the internet was new (laughs) yeah yeah all right so what i would like to see happen is like someone to take like the lyrics of Cannibal Chorus, but play some kind of like regular music where you sing it and it's it's coherent, but to mm-hmm. use those lyrics, like I Come Blood and all those, those crazy songs. Yeah, because I mean, his like, <laughs> like you can't yeah. make any of it out. Like, yeah. I don't know what he's saying when he screeches. <laughs> and that's most of the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that guy is right small. He's he's like a little football player. <laughs> That's what it's about. It's a Napoleon complex, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, cause I yeah I was looking at like a bunch of photos from high school yearbooks of like metal musicians, and I noticed a lot of them are these like geeky nerdy guys. So they must have gotten bullied, and all that unresolved anger is what went into the music, right? Must have been what happened. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, was this our first confessions podcast? We, didn't was. we just do it? We did, we yeah. We did it. We just did it. <laughs> You are wad and it was uh, my first time, you guys. <laughs> that's yep, 125 minutes. It's not bad. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, like 90, right? Like I don't know. I can't yeah. do math, man. It's about 85. 85. 
Yeah. Oh, well. Nine minutes, an hour and a half, yeah. That's not too bad. Yeah. All well, right. thank you to everybody for listening. And for, for now, this is my Morgan Rector. And I'm Rosanna Chilton. I'm the, I'm new, but I want to, I'll be back. <laughs> oh, sure. And so will I. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. All right. Thank you.